first of all, hallelujah! It is, it's fourth and 26. McNabb is back. He's looking. He is firing. And it is caught by Freddie Mitchell. And Bazarchik fumbles the football. It's picked up by Herman Edwards. 16, 10, What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Sundays for the Birds. The only show that makes every day feel like game day, motherfucking Sunday. Y'all already know who it is, what it is, and what the fuck we're doing here in America. John Street, joined by my brother, Kyle Not-So-Sharp, fresh off a trip to North Carolina, baby. How was it, man? How was it going down there and seeing your folks for the holidays? You know, I don't Other than your two tickets. I don't want to sound too deep here, but I feel like I have a greater appreciation for my family living 400 miles away from them and not seeing them all the time. You, you know, it's it, it's different because it's like, you know, go up my fucking neck and then it's like all of a sudden you don't see them for six months and you go down and see them and it's, you have a better appreciation for them. No, my, uh, my sister's friend uh, said the same thing to me. She's like, you know, I kind of took it for granted when my mom lived you know, seven houses down the block or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the time that I have with her is more valuable now. Oh yeah. With that 1000%, you're definitely more present and, and all that stuff. For sure. For sure. But no, that's good, man. I'm glad you got to go down there and, uh, you know, experience the holiday season with your family. I know, uh, sure. Would have been a little tough, you know, first one away from everybody. So yeah, yeah absolutely. pit stop down there, seeing your sister too. That's good. I'm not surprised you somehow no, we stop, stop that. Stop that. Happily married. Say, did very smoothly bring that into absolutely. The- but back to Christmas, right? Um, of course, I had a I had a great holiday, um, great time with my family. Uh, doing a little bit of this, or a lot, depending on who you ask. Um, and the Eagles won. Uh, let's not bury the lead here. The Eagles took down the New York Giants 33-25 to uh, in a game that felt a lot closer than that. Yep. It, I feel like that game versus the Giants pretty much summarized their season. You know, I, I finally thought they were going to blow a team out. They were going to, you know, make a statement. I said beforehand they didn't need to make a statement game, but now after this last month, they needed it. And I, I thought that's where they were going to go, and then – it just somehow, some way, managed to be a close game when it shouldn't have been. Yeah, it seems to be the the, the story of the year, right? I mean, every game's a lot closer than it should be, and you know, I don't I don't want to downplay it here. Like, obviously, we're still, you know, we're still leading the clubhouse in the NFC East, and mm-hmm. um, you know, probably still going to walk away with the division title. First time a team will do it back to back since I believe twenty ten. Um, so, you know, obviously, I don't want to. I don't want to downplay what they've done this year, but at the same time, the expectation was so high. Well, not only are they in the lead for the division, but with the Niners' loss, they're now in the lead for a first-round bye once again. So, despite everything, they're they're still potentially going to have the best record in their conference. Absolutely. Now, a lot's changed since, since we last talked. A lot. It's been a minute. It has. It's been a little bit. Um, I know I had some stuff going on a uh, week before last. You had some stuff going on this week. So um, that's why we're getting back to you guys so late. But gives us plenty to talk about tonight. Uh, 
First and foremost, dude, how do you feel about Matt Patricia to back-to-back games calling the defensive plays? So, but he's not the defensive coordinator, guys. He's the only the defensive play caller. Sean Desai is still the defensive coordinator until he's not when they fire him this offseason. That's just what I was about to say, man. That is the weirdest situation I have ever seen. I can't recall ever seeing a 10-win team fire fire a coordinator. No, but it, well, a, yeah, 10-win team. But B, they didn't even technically fire him. Right. Like, imagine your boss comes up to you and says, hey, you know that thing we hired you to do in the offseason? Yeah, you're not doing that anymore. We're gonna go to the guy with the pencil in his ear. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're not gonna do that anymore. But don't worry, you're still gonna have the title, and we're still gonna pay you the same. I mean, I, I've never seen anything like it where he's essentially fired, but not <coughs> at the same time. But as for what do I feel about Patricia calling the plays? So so. I mean, I, I don't think anything's really gonna change. I, I think that defense has got some major holes in it, mainly in the back end, and I, I don't think that's gonna change. With Patricia, it might, you know, they might have an immediate jolt, but that's just temporary. Yeah, I mean, I will say this. I've seen a little bit more aggression out of, out of a, a Patricia called defense to this point, uh, but I'm with you. I, I don't know how much of a how much of a spark it's really going to be. Um, you have such big holes at the linebacker, the safety position, and, and obviously your two corners of taking a step back or in Bradbury's case, fucking 12 steps back, so. You know, speaking of corners, Kelly Ringo. This is a guy we were high on when he was drafted. He didn't play really at all, and then these last two games he's seen significant time, and I think he's impressed. Would you not agree? I agree, and, and this is a guy that we talked about that that probably should have gotten some burn earlier on in the season. Do you feel that he has played well enough to potentially steal snaps from Bradbury when Slay returns? I think so. Because albeit in a, I know it's a limited sample size, he's looked like their best corner this year, and it's not even particularly close. Yeah, I mean, again, small sample size, but um, I, I definitely see a scenario where he could steal some some snaps from Bradbury, especially if if that's where you feel that your future might be. Now, I still think they're going to need to go out and draft a, a top corner in this in this coming draft. Obviously, we're a ways out from draft talk, but that's just the way I feel. You're not going to fucking change it. Um, they, they need some serious help in that defensive backfield. Um, and, and, and again, there's no moves left to be made. It, it is what it is at this point. Um, we just got to squeeze uh, every ounce of juice out of that lemon that we can and, uh, and try and ride it all the way to a Lombardi. I, I mean, that's, that's really, that's where we're at cut and dry. So, you know, t- talking about the corners, I don't know if we talked about this on the last pod, like I said, it's been a little bit. Did you see Slay and the comments he made on his play? I'm sure I did. you're going to have to refresh my memory. So though. I, I forget if it was after the Seahawks game or after the Cowboys game, but basically he has his own podcast and he was doing a show and he basically said, I played good. He's like, I had a couple PBUs, you know, nobody caught passing me. I didn't allow a touchdown. He's like the rest of the defense didn't play well. And he just kind of threw his teammates under the bus and it, it's not the first time he's done it, but this was, I mean, to me, it was like the most aggressive time he did it. So there's an old saying. And this is from a captain, a veteran player. Too. Right. So, so there's an old saying that if there's 10 people in a circle, you're one of them, and you're calling the other nine an asshole, odds are you're probably the asshole. So in this case, if there's 11 defenders on the field and you're one of them and you're saying it's the other 10 people's fault, odds are it's probably your fault. Right? You probably have a large amount to do with, with the problem. And, and he does. like He's played okay, not up to his standard, but come on, he, he's definitely part of the problem. He's a, what, now 33-year-old corner? Absolutely. Like no, he's, he's definitely a part of the problem. I, and, and honestly, I think that's a big reason why the defensive line's not getting home. The coverage can't hold up long enough for the defensive line to, to get in anybody's face. Well, so, see, I, I think the – I mean, there's worries everywhere right now for the Eagles, and there has been over the last couple weeks. But the worries about the defensive line in particular of them not getting home on the pressure, I think are very largely overblown. So, like, let's look specifically at the Giants game. Saquon Barkley had 25 carries, right? They're grounding a pound in it. They, you know, he averaged under four yards per carry. And then when they were throwing, it was a lot of bubble screens, you know, short hitches, everything like that. 
people do respect the Eagles' pass rush and the defensive line, and they're getting the ball out quick. They're running the ball. Like I, I think the struggles and the lack of sacks this year are largely overblown. But I will at the same time do say, I think Jordan Hargrave might have been a – not Jordan Hargrave. Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave. I always mess up names, man. I think he might have been a bigger loss than people realize. But I do feel at the same time the struggles are overblown. Yeah, no, they they definitely are, and uh, and I think you're right. I think I think that loss was definitely uh, underrated, uh, at least coming into the season. I, I think a lot of people are starting to come around to that now. Um, but at the same time, right, like you're gonna have to, at a certain point, you have to just draft talent and develop young guys. Like you can't. It's a cap league. You can't always afford to pay the guy. Yeah. You know. Every now and then, every offseason, you're going to lose somebody. You know, some years it's a Javon Hargrave. Other years it's, uh, I don't know, Najee Good or Nigel Bradham. I mean, there's some guys coming up that are could be off the books soon that could be big losses. Absolutely. And, you know, not only just Javon Hart. Yeah, you got it. I got it. I got it. I, got it. I thought I got it wrong. Not only just Javon Hargrave, but there was a lot of, I think, departures from the Eagles this offseason that we kind of glossed over, like ourselves included, just didn't take him seriously. Like I think CJ Gardner Johnson would be a big addition. I know he's injured and not playing, but Kaiser White. Kaiser White losing two coordinators. Like there's a lot that we just TJ Edwards. TJ Edwards is the big one. You think he's gonna be a pro bowler? Dude, I fucking miss that guy more than you'll ever know. No, I, I agree. Very very solid player. There's something to be said for that. But I think we just saw the winning that we've been doing the amount of talent that's still on the roster. And we just kind of said, you know what? We'll be fine. And I think some of these losses, you know, they left more of an impact than we realized. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like we've talked about the defense a lot tonight. Um, but let's let's be honest here. The onus for what the problem is with this team lies on the offensive side of the football. This offense has not lived up to expectations. It hasn't. Like if you're telling like if you're coming out of a lot of games and you're giving up less than 28 points with the offense that this team was expected to have you should be winning a lot of games which to be fair they have but not because of the offense um it, it they just show an inability to move the football at key moments um some of the some of the situational play calling, I'll continue to call it out. There's no need for a quarterback draw on third and goal. Um, or third and like six. It, yeah, it just does, it just doesn't make any sense. It it just doesn't make. And there's no need to constantly try and throw the deep ball. It's simple. It's simple. It's football 101. If they load the box, throw it deep. But everybody's. We play. We have had the most two deep safety looks thrown against us in the National Football League this year. Similar to how Patrick Mahomes saw a couple of years ago. Yes, and what did they do? They adjusted. They started taking the underneath routes. They started running the football, and they won more. games, Most and they put up points. So you need to take what the defense gives you, and this this offense just doesn't do it. They continue to say we have better we. We have better talent on our fence than you have on defense, and we're going to do what we want to do no matter what. And you know what? Sometimes you can do that. A lot of time you can't. And it's proven that they can't do it this year. And and I'm not saying that you need to to, to change it up and, and run a West Coast offense with a ton of underneath stuff and timing routes and, and screen passes. But I think you need to implement some more of that stuff to open up what you want down the field. But if it's not there, it's not going to be there, especially not if you're making a pay on what they are giving you up. So, so you said a lot that I want to unpack. Um, first off, absolutely. They have to adjust, right? Like, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs teams adjusted, played more cover too. And while, yeah, they ran the ball a little bit more, they were still a pass heavy team, but they hit the underneath stuff, right? Take what the defense gave you. And the Eagles really haven't done that for the most part. I feel like the offense overall, though, isn't an issue. I feel like it's the offense in pivotal situations, whether it be, you know, two minute warning, third and fourth down, red zone. I feel like that's holding the foot, holding on to the football. 
you know, they're, they're still seventh overall in the league in scoring, right? Like that's, that's pretty, pretty good. If you, if you convert some of those field goals into touchdowns, if you convert a couple more third downs, cause they have a terrible third down um, conversion percentage. If you throw out the QB sneaks, I, I think it looks a lot, a lot better. And like I said, seventh overall is pretty damn good. No, I, I hear you. And and again, you, you brought up the red zone and, and I'll continue to talk about that. I mean, this team's red zone efficiency is just, it's, it's, it's horrible. And I, I largely agree with you. I feel like if they were able to convert a little bit more and get more touchdowns, less field goals, yeah, this offense probably does look a lot different. Um, and, you know, again, I don't want to argue, you know, I don't want to argue process over results because clearly the results are there. We're winning games. We're still a contender. Um, but I can't say that I've had much fun watching this team this year either. At least the last couple of weeks. Right. And, and I don't know. I don't want to sound like a 20-something, even though I am a 20-something, and say that we need style points. As if this is fucking college football and there's only four playoff spots and you need style points to get in the playoffs. You don't. You need W's, right? And and they've done that, but I, I kind of want some style points. So I think that's the one thing, right? Like, they haven't had the big win. Um, And I, I think the conversation about how they haven't blown out a team is kind of overrated. But at the same time, you typically see – good teams, Super Bowl contender teams do it at least a couple times a year and they haven't done it. See, I'm not even worried about blowing teams out. I haven't felt comfortable. So I guess there hasn't been a comfortable, comfortable win. I, I, and, I, and I'm not saying not even in, in the score, in the score, the, throw the score out the window, but there hasn't been a single game this season where regardless of the score, I was able to sit back and go, yeah, we're winning this. Because if we were down, it was, man, I hope we can come back. If we were up, it's, well, I hope we don't give up the lead. It was never, oh, yeah, this is my team, my town, my Philadelphia Eagles. They fucking got this. Mm. And, and and that's what I want. I don't, I don't need a 20-point victory. I want to feel like my team is in control of the game and that they're going to win it regardless of what the score is. Because that's game, what good football teams do. The, the Giants game was starting to feel like that too, right? Like they were up, they had the ball in the red zone right before half. And that's kind of when they just, everything fell apart, right? Like Hurts, bizarre play, doesn't get out of bounds, falls inbounds. Lucky the refs threw a stupid flag and they got the three off. Then the most peewee football play you've ever seen with two guys running each other on the kickoff. The pick six where a guy falls down. Like it, it just... That's the thing for me, right? Like, I think the blowout wins, even comfortable wins, I, I think that's a little overrated, yet I also – like, I, I don't want to play devil out's advocate, right? But, like, good teams do that a couple times a year. It's like I get where you right. and other people are coming from. But for me, it's like the somehow, some way, they always find a way to make the game competitive and close. Like they, like, they just can't put teams away, if that makes sense. And to me, that's the biggest overall issue, right? Like, right. That's that's what I was just talking about. Yeah, because we, we know there's going to be holes. I mean, yeah, I think we're probably, probably saying the right thing. We know there's holes on the secondary. You know, we know the offense hasn't been great at times, despite its overall success. But it's just the somehow, some way, it's a close game, and you know, kind of like I guess, like you said, they can't feel comfortable. Right, and I think you can attribute a lot of that too to, to some sloppy penalties. I mean, I, I think we're seventh in the league in, in false starts. Um, the fact that the refs called three on Jason Kelsey in one game is fucking insane. That one was so bizarre. I did not see him move. I, I've, I don't think I've ever seen false start called on a center. Sometimes when they get with the excessive head bob, if they move the ball forward, but dude, the one, I forget which one, but I was like, they showed the replay. Yeah. I think he just moved his elbow a little bit, like a, like a slight twit. I I don't know. It, It was crazy. But so you told me that. The struggles with the team, the concern with the team is the offense. And I got to ask you, how much of that is on Jalen Hurts? How much of it is on the coaching staff? I'll let you go, and then I'll tell you where I stand. So Jalen hasn't been the player that we expected him to be. He hasn't been the player that 
we hoped he'd be. And he certainly hasn't been the player that he was last year. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily his fault. Um, as far as things to blame, he's nowhere near my top five list. Because as I talked about before, this team's inability to adjust and take what the defense is giving them. Um, unless it's him altering plays at the line. Which I don't think he's doing. No, because they if that was the case, they would have stripped him of it a long time ago. He doesn't um, make call-outs or changes or audible. Right. So, so if that's the case, um, yeah, I mean, if that's if that's the case, then I'm putting on the coaching staff. Again, they, they refuse to take what the defense gives them, and they're putting them in situations that are – you know, I don't want to say impossible to win, but again, two high safeties, the most two high safety looks in the league, and you continue to try and throw the deep ball and force the ball down the field when there's plenty of open stuff underneath. And we watch the games and we say, well, why are we forcing it there? Goddard's open underneath or or X wide receivers open underneath or the running backs open in the flat. Why are we throwing it into double coverage? So is that on the coaching staff or is that on Jalen not making the right read? Honestly, some of these guys are so wide open. I don't think it's got anything to do with a read. Really? Yeah, I don't know. That's a major. He's 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 he is missing some reads. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's, you know, the best thing since sliced. But he's a good quarterback. Like some. Some of these guys are so wide open that there's no way that he's missing them. And it just. It, it makes you think like they got to be telling them we need explosive plays. I, and that seems to be the culture, right? Like it does. you hear Sirianni get up at the press conference and he talks about, we need explosive plays, explosive plays. Look, I, I put more of it on a coaching staff. Look, I, I think and what changed, what changed from last year to this year, the coordinator, the coordinator. Thank you. My biggest thing though, is I'm wondering if, like, all right, first off, nobody was a bigger Jalen Doubter than me, right? I was up there with the rest of them. But I said, you know what? This is two years in a row now. He's in the MVP consideration. This brother's won more games over the last two years. Yeah, you started to come around, and now we suck. What the fuck is that all about? I, I know. I was wait. I thought you were going to lead with that. But I finally started to give him his flowers. I, I, you know, I wasn't just saying, yo, the Eagles are a good team. I was starting to tell people, no, this is the team in the football right now. And then – they lost a couple games, and it just feels like the, the sky is falling. I don't think it is, but it, it kind of feels like that. But for me, it's him, man. Like I, I, I believe the coaching staff isn't doing a great job. The lack of RPOs in the offense, I think, is a huge concern. But at the end of the day, he's just playing really bad. Like he's missing reads badly. He's just he, he's not nowhere near the player he looked like a year ago. He's he's not explosive when he's running the ball. Like there's just a lot of things and I feel like if Jalen was playing like last year he played there'd be a lot less concerns around this team right now. There'd still be the defensive problems. The offense might not be My biggest worry with Jalen Hurts is the turnovers. Yeah, I mean, because you know turnovers win right. and lose the football game. Right. And and I and I I already told you how I feel about the reads. I I, I, I just can't – I don't know if I can sit here and say that's the coaching. I'm not saying it's the only reason, but it's definitely a big reason. If you establish that culture that all we want is explosive plays and all we care about is making explosive plays and limiting explosive plays by the other team, if that's the culture, if that's what you're saying in every single team meeting every day, almost, maybe subconsciously, it's- it starts to become the truth. I, I get what you're saying. I just, I don't. It know. becomes culture. It becomes gospel in your football team, in your locker room. I'll, t- I'll tell you this about Jalen, right? And this is what somebody said to me the other day. And this is like the most concerning thing, right? He said, it's starting to feel like another Carson Wentz saga. Nah, I'm not going there yet. I'm not going there yet. I, I, I know you don't want to talk about it, but. I've heard it from not more than, or I've heard it from more than one person. This team, despite you know winning the most football games in the football in the National Football League over the last two years, there feels like there's drama. 
I see all over Twitter. I see people posting pictures of AJ Brown looking at Sirianni. Uh, Hassan Reddick and Devonta Smith are yelling at him. That's out of character for them. Like, like I, I just feel like there's so much drama and Jalen being the quarterback and his play drop off. I've heard the comparisons. Yeah, I'm. I'm no. Not there yet. No. Well, and the, the big thing with the drama with Wentz was he was the drama. You don't get that vibe from Jalen. Jalen uh, is a consummate leader. Yeah, he, he, he's not creating the drama, and like I, I think he's a great leader. You know, all the impenetrable. And he's also not playing hero ball, which was another big problem right. with Wentz. But when he's the quarterback and his play has declined, I feel like at a pretty rap. I don't want to say rapidly played pace, but a pretty big drop off from last year to this year to even like what he was playing in week eight to now it's been a drop off. It's like, I don't know. I just feel like plus with the drama with the team, it, it kind of all adds up in a way, but no, 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 he, he's not the sole reason like Carson Wentz at all. all right. Yeah. I think we're both on the same page. I, I think the issues with this team are, are honestly just a bunch of small, small issues that are compounding. And, and I think that's why nobody can really put a finger on, on what the problem is. Because I think it's problems that are adding up together. But I, I do want to I want to make sure that you think, despite everything, this is still a Super Bowl contending team, right? I, I've I've heard first. I I, I do. I do, and I'll tell you why. Because this year is the NFL and Roger Goodell's wet dream. Oh. This is the most parity that there's been in the NFL in the last ten years. You know, I don't like big words like parody. You don't know what parody means? You know I don't like big words. It means more teams are competitive. This isn't one of those years where you know coming into it that it's going to be the Patriots or the Chiefs or, you know, it's going to be this team from the AFC, this team from the NFC, or it's going to be one of these two teams from the AFC, one of these three teams from the AFC. It's, It's wide open. All right. That I'll agree with you because it's a three-team race in the NFC. Ooh. Ah, four. Yeah, okay. Four Eagles, Cowboys, Niners, and the Detroit Lions. Right, those. That's probably your big four. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, and they're all so close, right? Nobody's perfect. Nobody's running away with anything. Um. That, that, that's, so that, that's the thing for me, right? Is that's that's squarely why they're still a contender. They're still squarely in this race because it is the most parity that the NFL has seen again in ten years. No, I, I would agree with that, right? Because every year there's two or three teams that are like legitimate contenders, and then a lot of times there's that one surprise team that makes a run. This year, there's probably like eight or nine teams that are all pretty balanced. Like like the Bills are finally starting to play some great football despite playing slow. The Chiefs are still the Patrick Mahomes and Chiefs. Yeah, there's there's no clear-cut favorites. Yeah, the Niners, Eagles, and Cowboys have all gotten blown out, yet all have, like, one-loss records of each other. So it's like, yeah, I, I still think they're Super Bowl contenders, and Sirianni's not going anywhere. No, God, no. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, I, uh, some of the Eagles fans I talk to, I know they're, like, dramatic diehards. But, dude, there's been some crazy stuff thrown out the last month. Yeah, and you know who those people are? Those are people who don't know anything about football. They're over dramatic fans. They're very dedicated and passionate. No, they're coworkers of yours that listen to this show, and that's why you're trying to walk back what I just said. They're they're your friends, and you're trying to walk back what I just said. I'll look right in the camera and I'll say that those people know nothing about football. No, look, if that's the first place you go, is the sky is falling? Fire the coach. Instead of trying to examine what the problem might actually be with the football team, you know nothing about football. This is his perspective. Is it's a player-driven league. If Jalen and A.J. Brown... Wait, so it went from people to person? So this is one person? No, well, two different thoughts from two different people. Okay. The, the, the one about firing the coach, his thought is if A.J. Brown... Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, Hassan Reddick, your stars of the team are having problems with the coach. It's a player-driven league. You get ready to coach before the stars. And I, I also want to throw this out here. It's not that he listens to this show, which, you know, 
he does. I know he does. Shout out you real quick. But he listens to a lot of sports talk and, you know, all that stuff. And I, I think a lot of people get their stuff from that. Sports talk radio. Yeah, so do I. I'm still smart enough to think for myself. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And, and I'm sorry. I don't mean to single out, single you out, whoever you are, but I'm sorry. Just got to. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. Call so, like I said. Arizona this week. How you feeling? I'm feeling a W. I think they went out. I'm with you. And and you know what? This this is a Cardinals team that I think is is prime for the Eagles' first blowout win of the year. Well, I'm I'm not giving them a blowout move. I can't I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but I'm saying if it's gonna if it will if it is going to happen, this is the week. See, I, I thought that this week. Hey, you gotta remember it's still a divisional game and I know, but it was but Christmas and the two blowouts, the loss versus a Drew Locke led team. I just thought, and it, it looked like that. It was, you know, it was trending that way towards halftime, and it just the spread's twelve points. I don't know if they covered twelve, but I think they covered ten. I got a double digit win. But is ten a blowout though? It's. Closer to a blowout than anything we've had this year. And and again, for me, it's not about the blowout. It's about just feeling like we're in control. All right, but so you feel like maybe that's not relative to score. Like if if they win by ten, you can still feel like they're in control. Like I'm thinking absolutely. You say that I'm thinking three score, three score game. Yeah, no, it's it's a two possession game. The Cardinals get one garbage time touchdown and. You have a, a five-minute drive to end the game in the victory formation. So I think the Eagles are going to win. I think it's going to be a comeback fashion. I, I, I can't. You think they're going to have to come back against I the do. fucking Cardinals? And let, let me tell you why. Is it because their coach makes awesome laser sounds? <laughs> no, look. I'm not taking no digs at Jonathan Gannon right I'll now. take all the fucking digs in the world. Come here. Well, let me ask you this. Yes, I miss him. I was just about to say, do you think this team would have been better off with Jonathan Gannon calling the plays right now? I, I don't know, but it's an interesting question. It is an interesting question. Would he be willing to adapt his system to what we have now? I, I don't know because I, I've said it before. I feel like he's been more aggressive in Arizona. I know you said, well, they don't got nothing to play for, so you know what the fuck, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. Well, and that was to start the season. And then you brought it up again midway through this year um, after we noticed that the side was playing in a very similar fashion. And you got to wonder if it's just a philosophical thing from Sirianni as the head coach that, hey, this is the kind of defense that my teams are going to play. See, I've brought that up to you before, and I felt like you, you kind of said like. You know, no, I, I told you last time, like it's a, it's definitely a strong possibility. Okay. So. On the Jonathan Gannon question, we're not sure, right? Because that, that's probably where I would sit. Yeah, it, it's it's tough to say because, you know, again, so much of the roster is different. And, you know, again, your two best corners have taken drastic steps back. And you don't have um, the pass rush getting home like they did last year. And, and you don't have the leader in interceptions for the NFC in the at the safety position. So, so the reason I think it's going to be a close game the reason I think it's going to be in comeback fashion is all because of Kyler Murray. And listen, do not look at me like that. I think he's a very average NFL quarterback in terms of production. I think he's way more talented than what his numbers, than the numbers he puts up. I think he's been a letdown. But they were playing against Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito. I know DeVito had his little run, but then he got benched because he sucks. There's a reason. Tommy Cutlets? What? Tommy Cutlets, they were calling him? Yeah, I don't know what Tommy DeVito? Him. Yeah, they were calling him fucking Tommy Cutlets up there in New York. Yeah, I, I didn't hear none of that. But... Dude, he came in slinging that gobble ghoul. What are you talking <laughs> about? Shout, shout out to him. I still listen to his mom, man. He's making a million dollars a year. Oh, he's going he's, he's gonna to be living there for a little while. He keeps playing like him. I'm <laughs> just saying. He's living at home, having his mom and shit, his laundry and cooking. That's, that's the dream. But... They struggled versus the Cowboys, or excuse me, versus the Giants with Tommy DeVito and Tyrod Taylor. Kyler Murray, for as average as he is, 
he's extremely talented. He's very, you know, he, he runs around. He's hard to chase down. He's a way better quarterback than what they played this week, this past Dude, week. Christmas was last week. Quit trying to sell me on Toys for Tots. I ain't fucking worried about Kyler Murray Toys one bit. <laughs> one bit. That fucking midget fuck. You think I'm worried about Kyler Murray? I, I think you should, because I think Josh Sweat and Son Reddick, I think they get after the pass rusher. But I've also seen multiple times where they struggle and contain. There's been multiple times where they go to the inside to make a move. They don't keep containing. The quarterback comes out. Versus Kyler Murray, that's going to be a big fucking problem this week. I have Eagles by three. Coming back in the fourth quarter. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! I got Eagles by 10, 31 21. 31 21, not covering. Okay. What? Is a big matchup that stands out for you this week. You, know, you got him scoring 31 points. So, what do you got? Can I can I say the entire team or no? It's a little bit cliche, but I like it. There, there's there's barely any talent on that Cardinals roster. Yeah. There's there's hardly any. Marquise Brown's out for the season, by the way, so he won't be playing. Yeah, I, I mean, okay, the quarterbacks are probably pretty evenly matched considering the way that Jalen's played this year. Okay. Um, but who does Kyler really have to throw the ball to? Who's blocking for him, right? Um, at, at the end of the day, like, I, I just feel like with the star power that we have on offense, regardless of who is on the other side of the – other side of the football, they're going to score more points than the Arizona Cardinals offense will. Um, it for me, it's offense against offense, straight up. Just taking the defenses out, taking the defenses out of it. Um, I feel again, this kind of goes against what I was talking about earlier, but I just don't think that this Cardinals defense can hang with AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and Quite Swift. Like I'll drive Quez Watkins to the fucking airport to send him back to whatever fucking college he went to. Uh, I think it was uh, Ole Miss. Ain't no fucking way he played Power Five. He did. Hold on. Ain't no fucking way he played Power Five. Quez Watkins. Put in your guess right now. Oh, uh, shit. I cannot spell. Fuck him. Mississippi Valley State. I don't know. <laughs> AMU, maybe? No. University of Southern Mississippi. I see. I knew it was Mississippi. Fucking. All right. So not Power Five. You were right on that one. Thank you. I had the right state. He was also a draft. He was also a draft pick from that time when the Eagles did not believe in drafting players from the SEC. So I, I had a feeling that he couldn't have been Power Five. Yeah, six rounder though. At that point. Yeah. Well. I don't know. I don't know. He continually plays and. But what? All right. So you asked me what I feel confident about, being that I got him by ten points. What makes you think it's gonna it's gonna be a three point win? What makes you think it's gonna be a come from behind victory against Toys for Tots and Kyler Murray? See, that's, that's, good. <coughs> that's so good. So they've struggled over the last month. They, uh, I don't know, man. It just. It feels like I look the way he played last week. If they played like that this week, I think the Cardinals will put up a tougher fight than the Giants. Yeah, I don't know about that. It it, it it just feels like, even though I still think they're good and I still think they'll find a way to win these next couple weeks, there's just something about it, man. Like they're, but you're if you're telling me at the same time that you think that the Eagles are still a Super Bowl contender and – they're only going to beat the Arizona Cardinals by three points. One of these things isn't like the other, and the math ain't fucking mathing. The math ain't mathing. Look, dude, good teams struggle sometimes. It happens. I mean. Yeah, and we've had our fair share of struggles over the last five weeks, and I'm fucking tired of it, and it's time to get a 10-point victory. I was just going to say, well, the Niners lost to the Browns, but the Browns have been cruising lately. You know, shout out Joe Flacco. Dude, footsteps Flacco. Man. Why pay Deshaun Watson two hundred fifty million? You can have thirty nine year old Joe Flacco coming off the street. You ain't kidding, dude. I, I don't know. This game just 
I feel like every week we've been calling for the breakout week, the week where we feel confident and are comfortable the whole way through, and it doesn't happen. And I'm just, I'm not ready to now say, well, after that Giants game, it's going to be this week. Like I, I feel like there's going to be more struggles. I feel like so. So be- you're acting like the guy whose girlfriend cheated on him, and and now now you're not ready for love, is what you're telling me. Is that what you're telling me? You sound like the guy who they haven't shown you anything. They hurt me, and now I'm scared. You're, you're, you're the fan who they haven't showed you anything yet. You're like, nope, nope, they're it. Nope, nope, this is it. Nope, nope. Like, I, I just, I don't know, man. Because they still find ways to win games. It's still a 10-win football team. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling for a win. Well, now 11-win football team. Well, I'm calling for a win. I just think it's going to be maybe in a little bit of a dramatic fashion. If you want drama, go to the fucking theater. And look, maybe if they come behind versus the Arizona Cardinals... Yeah, Jalen has this big moment. Maybe that was catapult him next week versus the Giants in the division game to close out the season. Just spitballing here. Look, I, I, I kind of touched on it already, but I think the biggest thing for me is going to be Kyler Murray. I, I do not think the Eagles will keep contain on him. I think he'll be able to run around, make, uh, what do they call it, ad-lib plays, which he excels at. That's probably the best part of his game. And I think he's going to pick apart the secondary, making those ad-lib plays. Dude, I think I think Kyler Murray's two more seasons away from trying fucking baseball. Oh, gee, dude, he's not lived up to expectations, but he is not that bad. He is not that bad. He's nowhere quick. Let, let, let me ask you something. If you were staring down being a draft boss, turning into a backup quarterback, and you're still young enough that you got a chance to go make fucking baseball player money, you're telling me you wouldn't do it? Dude, he's not close to making backup quarterback. Backup quarterback is like, no. He's not close to that. You're way off there. They were trying to move off him this year. Okay, moving. I mean, what happened to Jared Goff? He was young. They moved off him, and he's flourishing elsewhere as a starter. Like, Okay. You, you know who's close? He also took a team to a Super Bowl before they moved off of him, but okay. Okay, that, that's fair enough. He's more closer to Jared Goff than he is to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is looking like he might be, you know, rubbing baseballs. Uh, Zach Wilson ain't going to be rubbing baseballs. If anything, you'll catch him on fucking Milf Hunter on Pornhub. <laughs> you know, and, and let me tell you, not, not, not rubbing him up to pitch him. He's going to be rubbing him up as the bat boy on the sideline. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Ky- Kyler, look, he, he's not – be out of the league anytime soon. No, I don't. I don't think he will either. I just like talking shit. But, but no. In, in all honesty, I just I I really feel like the Cardinals have little to nothing to play for, and we have everything to play for at this point. You made the point earlier. We're still squarely in this race for for the number one seed in the NFC. Um, you don't think Jonathan Gannon wants to be his old team? <clears throat> dude, him and his laser sounds can fucking drown in that swimming pool in that fucking stadium, dude. I'm I'm so tired of hearing about Jonathan Gannon. I don't know, man. I, I think anytime you're playing a former employer, I think, I think you got something to play for. I think he wants to beat his old team. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he wants to beat every team that faces off against him. But at the end of the day, the talent just doesn't line up. Fair enough, fair enough. At a certain point, no matter how many issues you have, talent will win you something. Well, yeah, and this I, is a game that talent will win you. I think that's why a lot of people feel like they are an 11 win team, just because of the amount of talent they have. But, all right, so we got final score predictions. You want to do a dog of the week? I do. Let's do it. I'll let you go first. Lead us off. I'm, I want to pick Nolan Smith again, man. This is like four weeks running, but I, it, it's coming. I promise you. All right, I got DeAndre Swift. Actually, r- real quick, if we were to give a dog of the week for the Giants game, who do you give it to? Probably Swift. Swift, okay. He had two touchdowns. I'm giving it to Kelly Ringo, baby. Could give it to Kelly Ringo. Pick on the last drive of the game. All right. I mean, dude, I- I'm telling you, watching Kelly Ringo these last couple weeks, he's so big, fast, and strong, physical at the line of scrimmage. I'm really excited for him playing these next couple weeks. I, I'm right there with you on that. Right on. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd go DeAndre Swift last week. I'm going to go DeAndre Swift again for this week. 
Um, I think if this game goes the way that I expect it to, again, there's going to be a there's going to be a five minute long drive at the end of the game to ice it. And I think DeAndre Swift is going to is going to be picking up some some serious yards on that drive and late in the game. Um, I, I think he's going to be picking up some serious yardage to ice this football game. And and you know what? I got him for a touchdown also. So, by the way, first time in a long time, no Boston Scott touchdown in a Giants game. Dude, that Giants fucked my parlay. Oh, for real? You had that? Yeah, I had him and Hurts each to combine for – well, each to have a touchdown and uh, and Eagles win. It paid out some pretty decent money, but, yeah, no no Boston, no Boston Scott touchdown. So, I want to ask you about the run game, and I want to tie this into the offensive line because I hear a lot of it's easier to run block than pass block, which I agree. This is a line where, you know – Kind of like the Bills, when they started having success, they were running the ball more and they set up the play action, blah, blah, blah. Through three quarters last week versus the Giants, they were averaging under four yards per carry. How much of that is on the running back? How much of that is on the offensive line? How much of that just factors into the fact that they're not running in the ball like people want because maybe they're not having a lot of success with it? Why isn't Rashad Penny playing? You know, Tie all that in. If you fucking bring up Rashad Penny one more time. No, listen to me. Listen to me. They legitimately have some struggles running the ball the last couple weeks, correct? Yeah. What is so bad to give fucking Rashad Penny a shot? Like, what is what is so wrong that that man cannot even... I, I, I hear you. I hear you. He was a first-round pick. He's averaging over five yards for uh, rush for his career. That was behind an average to terrible Seahawks line. He's playing behind the top 10 unit now. I hear you, but th- that's exactly why I kind of don't want him to play because if all of that's true and for whatever reason he still can't get on the field, there's got to be something else going on. There's got to be. I don't know, man. I just don't understand it because I know people want them to run the ball more, but they also haven't really had success. Right. When DeAndre Swift broke on those first couple weeks of the year after he didn't play much week one, he was killing it. He was averaging over five yards per carry. He, he looked strong, decisive, one cut in the hole. I haven't seen that the last couple weeks. I, you know, I know they in the fourth quarter, him and Gainwell had a little success, but for a large part, they haven't had success running the ball. So, so real quick, I, I want to bring this up. Um, so you mentioned earlier that run blocking is easier than pass blocking. Mm-hmm. It's also easier to run block when you know you're run blocking. And you also mentioned earlier that there's not enough RPO in this offense, and I'll I'll tell you for one that there is a ton of RPO in this offense still. No. Yes. No. Because if there wasn't, you wouldn't, you still wouldn't see Hertz yank it out of the belly of the running back every time we pass the ball. They're still running RPOs. No, that that, that could be play action though. Just because that's ball, not play. Stop. Just because it's in the running back's. Belly I understand that, but it's almost every play, and they never run the ball out from underneath the center. I'm telling you, every one of these, every one of these run plays is a ride and decide for the most part. Is it what? A ride and decide, an RPO. I like that, right? Did you just come up with that? Or no, I've that? heard that before. Oh, okay, I was about, to, I was about to be um, really impressed. But yeah, it's a lot easier as a lineman to, to just know that okay, I can line up and hit the guy across me and drive him as far back as humanly possible, and I don't have to worry about getting an illegal man downfield. We're, we're going to agree on disagree on this, but I do not think there's nowhere near enough RPOs. Then why don't they ever line up under center? Why don't they ever run the ball from under center? Because it's a shotgun offense. I, and I, I think that's the part we've discussed where I think they should adjust and go under center a little bit more. Last time I brought that up, you looked at me like I was a jackass. No, 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 no. I said maybe a couple plays. I don't think they should change their entire offense, though. No, I don't think they should either, but it should definitely be a part of the offense. Yeah. I'm and you can't, help it, you can't help it. You can't help it. You can't help but think that that the play action may be a little bit more effective coming from under center when Hertz has the ability to shield the ball, and they don't know whether he's got it or he doesn't. But I also brought up the fact that he's never done that his entire career, so maybe he's not able. You're a pro quarterback. They're saying Bam you're Bam a pro Bam quarterback. Bam pros never been under center besides QB sneaks. You're a pro quarterback. That's the same thing when you make a lot of money to learn how to fucking take snaps under center. That's I say the same thing when a professional baseball hitter says, Oh, I can't hit the ball the other way. That's why 
we have to pay him a shift. I mean, you're a professional baseball hitter. Don't bring the shift in this. You know how I feel about the shift. Well, I, I'm about to go on a little uh, rant there. So you know how I feel about the shift. Super amount of money, and yeah. You're, I, I don't know what to do with you sometimes. I really don't. You know, a lot of people say that. Too. Shit. It's probably why you're alone. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, it was a little deep, man. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm Dude, sorry. I, I, I know you're a comedian guy. Uh, there's this Theo Vaughn clip, and he's talking to some chick. And she's like, "Would well, you want to get married?" He's like, "I do." And she's like, well, "Good luck." And he's like, "Damn!" Like all of a sudden, he's like, "Wow!" He just took like a shot at me. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, Theo Vaughn's fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, that's pretty. You got anything else for the people before we roll tonight? Who did you have for dog of the week this week? I had DeAndre Swift. I think he's going to run the ball down the stretch and ice the game for us. All right, so we got DeAndre Swift in a ten-point game, Nolan Smith in a three-point game. Actually, shit, if I think they come back in comeback fashion, I might want to pick Jalen Hurts. No, no, I'm riding with my guy, Nolan Smith. All right, sounds good. All right, guys, we'll catch everybody right back here next week. Same time, same place. As always, don't forget to be a friend, tell a friend where to get the best Eagles talk in Philadelphia. And beyond that, of course, is right here Sundays for the Birds. We'll catch you back here next time. Go Birds! E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!